Hey everyone, just wanted to talk to you about a new project that I'm working on which is called S-Cube SmartEye. So this is an electronic quality management system software that will help you manage all your company documentation. So S-Cube SmartEye is an EQMS specialized for medical device companies. If you are fed up of your paper management system or even if you are not happy of using Google Drive, SharePoint or any other software because they are not adapted to your business, then give a try with S-Cube SmartEye. So visit scube-technologies.com. So scube-technologies.com. If you want, you can also go on the show notes of this episode and you'll find it. Thank you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll talk about technical documentation. I got a lot of time this question, how to create a technical file, how to do that. So, um, so with Easy Medical Device, we are doing that for our customers. So we are gathering the information and then creating a technical file and then we submit that to the notified bodies and we are waiting that the notified bodies has some questions and then we try to answer all those questions that, that they have. So many, this is the process. Um, and I wanted to explain to you today how we can create a technical file. Uh, what are the information that are really important? What are the things that you should understand when you create that? Because, um, yeah, um, it's 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 not a process that is really easy. It's a process that people think, oh, it's simple to do, but it's not really simple if you have no understanding of the final result that you are expecting, etc. So I will try to to help you on that uh, and and yeah, show, share with you if I can say the experience that we had submitting. Uh, technical files. Uh, so first, if you look at my t-shirt on the video, so uh, the text that is mentioned is in German. So it says, Nur durch Druck wird Kohl zu Diamanten. So it means that uh, only under pressure, the coil uh, becomes diamond. So mainly this is just a, a motivation sentence to say that, yeah, uh, if you, if you, if you want to get some results, you have really to put some efforts, uh, efforts on it. Um, so, um, the, uh, first thing that I want to talk to, um, uh, to talk about a related technical file, um, is my own experience because people are coming to me and say, oh, we need a technical file. Can you create a technical file for us? And the answer is yes, we can create that, but there are some information that are needed. It's not like you just start and create a technical file. It's more like, uh, you have to have kind of a shopping list of documents that are needed so that you can create the technical file. Uh, so if you don't have those documents, for example, the label of the product, the instruction for of the products, or the tests that you have done to prove that the product is, is correct, or even the clinical evaluation report, uh, the risk management file, I mean, all those documents that are normally existing without the technical file, um, if those documents are not available, um, I cannot really do anything. I mean, I can I can <laughs> help you to maybe create those documents, but creating technical file without that is not working at all. So if you are in a process to try to create a technical file, you have to request some documentation. Um, 
And this is something that is always surprising. Uh, the companies say, oh, um, can you do that for me? Yeah, but to do a, a, a label, I need information about your products. To do an instruction for you, I need the information about intended purpose, uh, contraindication, etc. I mean, it's not just contacting a consultant and um, asking him to do everything. Because more you will ask him, more it will be expensive. And this is mainly the, the, the idea of come with already some clear information so that the consulting activities to create a technical file will be really reduced. But if it is not available, if those documents are not available, you should expect a, a high bill for doing that because it takes, to be honest, a lot of time. So, um, I'm, I mean, just as an advice, if I can say. Um, so when you are, um, doing this exercise of technical file, it's similar, exactly similar for uh, MDR or for IVDR. So the technical documentation are now looking the same in terms of structure and everything. So it's it's mostly the same thing that needs to be provided. I mean, same thing, no, same structure, same way that should be provided for MDR and IVDR. Um, so then it means also that um, the guide the the uh, the legislation so UMDR IVDR is also guiding you clearly on how what is expected and for that for example on MDR you go to annex 2 and annex 3 and you see exactly what are the elements that are required it just says the text you we need this we need that but sometimes it's really a bit difficult to understand exactly what is expected for this kind of thing so um, the technique I'm using if I can say for for starting a technical file we are starting with first understanding the product, um, which classification it is, uh, which uh, is it really a medical device, all those, uh, if I can say, basic elements of the products to understand that. And then the first thing that we start is the GSPR. Uh, so GSPR, this is the General Safety and Performance Requirements, which is what the requirements that are listed in Annex 1 of the legislation, so EUMDR or IVDR. Um, so this is a list of requirements that you have to answer to show that you are compliant to the regulation. So um, if you are able to answer those requirements, this means that you are also having the documents, the proofs that you are able to answer those requirements. So this is exactly what needs to be provided within the MDR or within the technical file so that you can prove that you are complying the, the regulation. So first, my advice is start with the GSPR. So make a table, an Excel table, or you can go also on the uh, on the uh, on the shopping uh, on the shopping um, uh, on my website. So there is a shopping section where there is a template for it, so you can get that also. So you can directly go there, um, start to read clearly what is the requirements, and you can do it yourself by yourself alone, or you can also do it as a team. So you read the requirements and you check what, like it's like a brainstorming, what can answer these requirements? Is this a test? Is there any standard that I should follow? Is there any procedure that I'm working on that is existing, that I is working, etc.? So what is existing to answer this requirement? For example, the requirements are uh, to have a risk management documentation. So first, maybe you have a a standard, which is the ISO 14971, which will be used to create that. Then you can have an SOP, a standard operating procedure, which is the SOP for how your company, not every company, but your company are creating the 
risk management documentation. Then you can have the risk management file for this type of this product that you are analyzing now with the risk management protocol, the risk analysis, uh, the risk uh, management report, etc. So all those documents are available. And then you can answer the requirement, say, yes, I have answered to this requirement because I have all the risk management file with all the information inside. I have a procedure. I have the list of a standard. So now I have answered to this requirement. Um, so now you can pass to the second one, to the third one, etc., etc. And there are three chapters on the GSPR. The first chapter is the general information. Second chapter is more specific to chemical, uh, physical, uh, etc. All those elements that are specific to products. So on this second chapter, um, the majority or alpha fit maybe will be not applicable. So you can write not applicable because of that, not applicable because it doesn't contain any medicine, not applicable because there is no radiation provided, not applicable because it's not an active device, etc., etc. So you can write that down. And the last chap chapter, it's more about um, information that are provided to the, the user or the patient, like label, like instruction for use, etc. So it's elements that have to be visible within the label and instruction for use. So sometimes people are asking me, oh, how can I know what I should put on my label or instruction for use? This is clearly mentioned inside the uh, EU uh, MDR. I mean, the Annex 1, Chapter 3. Only one thing, I didn't find it there but it is required for your instruction for use. It is the CE logo. The CE logo is also needed to be visible on the instruction uh, for use for your products. It's not mentioned on the Annex 1, but it is mentioned on one of the chapter, I can't remember which one, but one of the chapter of the legislation, which says your CE should appear also on your instruction for use. So, um, I mean, as soon as you have answered all those questions or requirements from the GSPR, then you are in a good shape. I mean, 80 maybe percent, 80 percent or 90 percent of the technical files documentation are available then. So then it's maybe the right time to start to fill up all the technical documentation. So um, when you go to the technical documentation, there are multiple chapters. Um, so what is important to understand? Uh, if you have already a notified body, which is, I hope, uh, the case, uh, ask them, do you have any guidance for the creation of a technical file? Because I saw that because I, I was working, for example, with BSI guidance, with Intertech guidance, with GMED guidance. Uh, and there are some slight differences, not on the content, the content will be the same, but how to present the content. And this is something that can be helpful for them to provide them in the right format of on how they want the content to be presented. For example, um, you have two elements on the technical file. You have the file, which is a Word document, which contains all the information about that, that we'll, we'll go through now. And you have the second part, which are the annexes. So there are some people, I saw that, but uh, it's not really useful, that are putting everything on one file, so technical file, plus all the annexes, annex one, annex two, annex three, etc., on the same file as a PDF, which for me is not really the right method. I mean, 
I don't know if I'm not on the side of notified body. I should maybe talk with the notified body to see if they accept or if they are happy of having this kind of fight. But for me, it's not, not easy. You have to put yourself at the place of the assessor, of the person that will be receiving your file and understanding and reading that. So, for example, um, you have the sections and you say, uh, these elements, this, the clinical evaluation report, uh, is uh, is done, etc. And here is the file name, and here it's available in Annex 10, let's say. So then you have to stop reading this section and move on the file until Annex 10 and check the information and then come back on the file again to the page where there is clinical evaluation report, etc. Which makes a lot of go back and forth, etc. I mean, you can always ask the notified body to open the file twice, if I can say, but I don't know even if it's possible. But uh, the idea is mainly you have to make the life of the assessor easy, if I can say. So how is it working? So you have the section of the technical file and you have multiple sections. Um, you have a section, for example, which is called device description and specification. So here you mention elements that are uh, what is the name of this device? Uh, who is the manufacturer of this device? Um, what is the basic UDI idea? You can put the UDI idea. You can put also the classification of the product, the conformity assessment. This is basic information that are provided. Also similar products on the market, not equivalent, similar. So here is also this distinction between similar and equivalent. I'm always writing on this section. These products are similar, but not equivalent. Just to make it clear because when you will do the clinical evaluation report and you will talk about equivalency, you have also to make a distinction between similar and equivalent. Um, you have also information about where this product is sold, etc. I mean, uh, uh, outside of, of Europe, maybe, or maybe even in Europe. So you have those device description to provide. What you have to do, and it's what I'm asking you to do for each chapter or each element, you have, for example, the title, which is, uh, for example, um, which one we can take? Uh, let's take again a clinical evaluation report. You have a section which is clinical evaluation report. There, you should put a small summary of this section. It, mean, it doesn't mean that you copy what exactly is on the clinical evaluation report, but for example, you go to the conclusion of the clinical evaluation report and you summarize this in one small paragraph, explaining that this here, are, here is the result of the clinical evaluation that you have followed all the requirements, that you have answered all the GSPR, etc. A summary of what was what is available in the clinical evaluation report. In the second step, you make maybe a small table, or you can even write it. Say uh, the document where this information is available, and you put here two things. You put the identification of the file, the document file, uh, and the name of it, because this is the methodology that I'm, I'm advising. You have the technical file, and then you have all the annexes in a separate file. So annex one, two, so you can make a folder in your documentation, annex one, which will be about a description of, I mean, you can make annex one, the chapter one of, uh, of your technical file, next to the chapter two, etc., etc., And inside you put the documents that are answering the requirements that are within this annex. And here the idea is to make, as I've said, the life of the assessor easy. So it means that you write the identification of the document. 
So for example, if it's a clinical evaluation report, maybe the document name on the uh, annex is CER-001V1 uh, or whatever, I mean, whatever you, you are writing. And you write exactly this name inside the technical file. So you have the summary, you have the name of the file, you have the title of the file, what it is exactly, and you have which annex at, in which annex you will find this file. Why? Because I am an assessor. I take this file. I arrive to the clinical evaluation report. I read the summary and I say, oh, it's interesting. It's, it's, I think it's, it's fine, but I want to learn more about this. So where can I find the clinical evaluation report so that I can read everything? Then I see, oh, it's here with this name of the file. The file is CR0001, etc. And it's in annex three. So then I go, I'm, I, I don't close the file. I keep it open, the technical file. I go to the, uh, different folders. If I annex three, okay, this one, um, the file is CR001. Okay, I click this one. Okay, then I open the file and then I can read it, understand it. And if I'm fine, I close it and I co go, come back to the uh, normal uh, disk, I mean, the, the technical file uh, as usual. So this is the way that, if I can say, you can make the life of the assessor easy, is to really place the right documentation at the right place. I tried one thing, which was to make a link inside the technical file uh, to open the directly the document, I was not successful <laughs> because as I put it on my computer and I give it to them, so then the links were not correct because then it was a C to double dot uh, slash slash documents doc, uh, etc. So it was not their file, if I can say it was on my computer. So this was a bit the problem. So I removed that and um, but if you can find a way to make this life their life also easy by just clicking and they find the directly the annex document and they can open it and uh, close it immediately. I mean, it's fine. Make the life of the assessors easy that they don't have to struggle to find the information. They don't have to struggle to, ans to answer their questions. If I can say, where can I find this? Where can I find that? Where did you answer this point, etc.? And make it also easy for them if there are some points that you already find a bit confusing to write down exactly the point and why it maybe can be confusing and why what is your answer to that? This can be also helping uh, only if I can say if it's an obvious point that is really confusing, uh, uh, something that is uh, with a drug maybe inside and uh, you don't talk about drug or whatever, um, then this can be a bit confusing. So you explain really the context and everything so that the notified body is really understanding what you are writing down there directly. So, um, I mean, here you have as I've said, the technical file with the different sections. You have the annexes where you have placed the additional documents and you have to place those documents there. The clinical evaluation report, it should be there. The post-marketing surveillance plan, it should be there. The labels, something important maybe on the labels and instruction for use. Um, you are selling those products maybe all over Europe, which means that in France, it should be in French. In Italy, it should be in Italian. In Spain, it should be in Spanish. In Germany, it should be in German, etc., 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 etc. So here on the section for the instruction for use, you can make a table, write all the um, identification reference number for those labels or IFUs, and then write which language it is, which country it is uh, delivered, etc. Or maybe you have one document with all the languages inside, so you can write it. It's a multi-language uh, instruction for use. Then you write all the languages that are listed there and for which country maybe it is available. 
and this document should be available in the annex. So if you have 10 instructions for use, you should not just put one, you should put the 10 instructions for use with all the languages. Same for the labeling. If you have multiple labeling with multiple things, you should put the, the exact label or the mock-up for can say of the label that you will be having uh, on the on the market. So this is maybe a bit of the difference between what happened under MDG and MDR is now that all those documents should be available, which means also that if in future, after you get maybe approval and see marking, if in future you are updating your clinical evaluation report or your labeling or your instruction for use, you have to update your technical file. So you have to make a version two of the technical file and explain that you have updated the section of labels and instruction for use and you have added this, this new uh, information there, there etc. So this is something that uh, can be I mean, needs to be done. You have to really keep always up to date your documentation. Um, one thing also is about the declaration of conformity. So normally you have to have the declaration of conformity also on your technical file. Uh, the idea is that normally you are compliant to the EUMDR when the notified body says to you that you are compliant to the EUMDR. So you cannot say, oh, I am compliant. I'm certifying that I am compliant with the EUMDR, etc. So but you have to write a draft. So you write just a draft of the declaration of conformity, which is a draft. So it will be approved or it will be signed or to be uh, compliant after your product is um, approved by the notified body. So this is something that is also important to have visible, even if for now you are not CE marked or certified. It's just for notified body to see that you are a CE marked and certified. And also to see, for example, if you are coming from outside of Europe that you have already an, uh, an authorized representative that is representing you uh, in Europe, that you have a lot of details that are maybe missing, etc. So this is a document that should be also available for the notified body so they can review. Okay, so now if I can say these are maybe the elements that are really important for the creation of technical files. So you compile all those information on the file. You have the annexes in separate documents. You make a clear link in the text to say, you will find this information in Annex 3. So then you go in Annex 3, you find exactly where a document. Sometimes, maybe it can be easier because when sometimes you have a document that is 100 page long, Imagine now you are the assessor. Again, think about the assessor. You ha he has to find the information that you highlighted in this document instead of him to read everything again, maybe just write, it is in page 12, paragraph three of that document. Then the, the, the auditor, the assessor will just go to this page and read that and say, oh yes, I find the information that I needed there. Then I can come back. Imagine if they have 1000 documents to read. If you don't point, that, point out exactly where this information is located, it can be a nightmare for them. And if they are not happy, they can maybe push that back with a question. I don't, I didn't find this or I didn't find that. Even if for you, it will be frustrating because you will say, it is there, it is here in that document. I told you it is in that document. Yeah, but it's 100 pages maybe. So, I mean, it's easy to, it's to find a small information in 100 pages. So maybe it's, it's a, pro, a big problem for him also. Maybe he tried, he looked at it and he was not able to find it. So it's mainly that. So, but if you point the right page, the right paragraph, then it will help him and then he can move to the next next element. It will also accelerate for you um, the this review. You can get the maybe the questions back more quickly, etc. Because 
you will get, I mean, when you will send a file, uh, I, I never had that before for, for the moment, but I never had an auditor that says, oh, the file was good, so let's move forward. No, it was always question. Where is this? Where is that? How this? How that? Etc. Etc. So don't expect to get, uh, I mean, if you have it, it's great. Maybe your device is easy, but when you have more, more of the device is complex, more the notified body would maybe take some time to review and maybe bring you, I mean, answer with a lot of questions, a lot of elements to say, can you precise me more of this? Can you find me that? I don't see it here. I don't see that, etc., etc. So this is things that you have to be ready. So it's not like you think, oh, everything will pass. No, you have to be ready to answer maybe one question only, maybe 10 questions, etc. But you will have that. You have also to understand that there are some rounds. So as soon as you send the, not the technical file with all the information, they will come back with questions. You send them an answer. They would maybe come back again with questions. You send them an answer. And the problem is that you can do that only three times. After that, I never experienced that, so I cannot tell you what happened. But normally after that, they stop everything and you have to restart from zero. So it's why I'm saying to you, more you help the, or the, the assessor, most likely you will get maybe one round of question only and it will be fine. But if you think, oh, here is, I have made a clinical evaluation report. Um, it is here, <laughs> if I can say, here it is. And then maybe the auditor, as I've said, will not be able to understand everything from there. So then they can raise a lot of questions. But if you help them to say, this is here in this page, the benefit risk and uh, ratio for, for the documents, it is here in that page, uh, the equivalent devices for this, it is here in that page, etc., etc. If you are showing to them exactly where to find the information, they will be happy. And then maybe you will go with one round, two rounds, because as soon as you arrive to two rounds of questions, then you start to sweat, <laughs> if I can say, even be, we, we are the same thing. So you start to sweat, so well, what should I do, etc. So, because if you send them and they refuse again, then it's, it's, it's over. So it's why it's, it's a bit uh, the, the game to say, okay, let's satisfy them as, as much as possible at the beginning so that they are not coming back to us with a lot of questions and that we can answer the, quickly. But yeah, th there are always some ways to, to deal, if I can say, with that. So uh, contact me and we can work on, on these kind of cases. But um, the point is try to make the notified body as happy as possible with the questions that they can raise to you. Don't take those questions too easily to say, oh, I will just answer that, it's fine. Or I will tell him again, this is in that document. No, don't do that. Try to understand, try to find where it is exactly. Try to tell him direction, try to copy paste exactly the, the, docu the, the elements that you want to show him to say, this is in this document, in that page, in this paragraph, and here is a copy paste of the, this element in the, uh, at the, when you will be answering the, the, the notified body. Because they will send you a report with a non-conformance or no questions, and then you'll have to answer. So instead of answering to say, go to that document, no, tell him exactly where. Make him a, a, a logigram, a, a flowchart, make him a picture, make him something that you can see that it's how it is working for, for, for that. So, I mean, I, as I said, we had had this experience. It was really painful. Um, even, I mean, for the first time when we create the technical file for UMDR and IVDR, it's painful because you don't know what you can expect from some notified bodies. Now I know what I would expect from 
BSI, for example, or from any other, because it's always nearly the same points that they are really pointing out and say, yeah, and this and that, etc., etc. So, um, so it's experience only that you can help you for that. But think always when you create a technical file, how can I help the assessor to find the information more easily? And this is the way. It's not kind of, uh, if I can say, because they deserve it or whatever. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the fact that the assessor will have maybe 10 files that are waiting for him to be reviewed. You know that we have a bottleneck on notified bodies and more they take time with one manufacturer, more the others will wait, if I can say, to get uh, certified. So this is the point of helping the notified body to move forward quickly so that you can get your CE certificate quickly and place it on the market quickly. But also for the others then, to wait. Maybe you are the one that is waiting in line now and you are saying, okay, um, I mean, why they are taking so much time for doing that? I mean, if the manufacturers are not helping them, it can take some time. So help your notified bodies. <laughs> I'm trying maybe to be uh, on the side of notified bodies, but no, it's just a win-win situation where you can win and they can win because they can have more customers uh, satisfied and you can be satisfied and then place your device on the market. Okay. So, um, to help you also, uh, as I've said on the show, on my shop, uh, we have, there is some templates of technical documentation. So it's not only the chapters, there is also some sections where I say exactly what is expected to be seen there uh, for the GSPR. Uh, we have also uh, documents for, I mean, you have a lot of documents, there are a lot of templates. So for clinical evaluation report, for uh, even if you have a drug device uh, product, so if you want to create a technical file for a drug device, because even for a drug device, even if it's a drug, it has to go through a notified body for the device part of the of the drug, like the pre-filled syringe. Then you have to build also a small technical file for it so that the notified body can review that. So uh, this is also available there. So don't hesitate to go on the shop. I will put uh, the link anywhere on the show notes for, for that. Okay, so I hope this helped you. Um, I will put also on the show notes an article that I have made, a blog post that I have made about creation of technical files with all the sections, you can see that. I will put also uh, on the show notes a video that I have made about GSPR, so I hope this will be also helping. I mean, there are a lot of content, so um, I will just try to put on the show notes elements that can help you for, for that. Okay. I hope this uh, helped you and you are, <laughs> I mean, you can create technical files. If you can create technical files by yourself, it, I hope this will be really helping you. If you think that you need some support so we can create the technical file for you, as I've said, prepare all the documentation and we can do that. Uh, but yeah, this is something that that we know and that we are experienced now and uh, and I hope yeah we can help you and satisfy you also uh, in, the, in the same way. Okay, so then, uh, thank you. Uh, I hope you have a good time, actually. So um, uh, normally today it should have been the monthly review. But as I said, we have a break uh, this uh, this month and I will try to do the full review. Maybe it will be a longer episode uh, end, of, uh, end of August, uh, beginning of September. So um, enjoy your time, uh, enjoy the break and uh, I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.